So we have this cheesy tagline. It's, uh, to see the whole church whole again. South Africa and Peru, um, the detention center they did in Florida, they did a ministry with that. That's the main thing we want to talk about today, and I'm sure y'all have a whole list of other things, camp ministries and stellar stuff you've done. Uh, before we get into that, I guess um, your first memory with me was me being born, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. <laughs> was I peed on everybody or something? Yes, you did. And right you haven't stopped talking since then. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't take naps then, don't take naps now. It's no. good stuff. Um, I think if I had to put a favorite memory, it's tough. But I want to say we did a trip to Colorado as a family. It was me, both of y'all, and my little brother, Matthew Noel. Shout out to Matt. And I don't remember the order it all happened in. I know one day we tried to go tubing, and we saw houses with decks on the second floor because sometimes it snows so much they need to just walk in the second floor. And we, the tubing place was shut down or something? No, it was to bring your own tube. Oh. <laughs> More interesting was the two-story outhouses. Ooh. Still don't, I forgot about that. Still don't think I understand how that worked. I wouldn't but. want to be on the first story. No, no. <laughs> and then we had a snowball fight in some random parking lot. Vail. In the middle of Vail. The honeymoon <laughs> capital of the West. <laughs> there was four of us just throwing snowballs like that. then... The one day was the fun day. We went to Gunnison, Colorado. I think they told us it was the coldest place in America, right? Yeah, it was like minus 28 or minus 35 that morning. And people were in like short sleeves and stuff. Oh, this is the warmest weather we've had in a while. Yeah, it was we, great. Dad said it was a really easy drive there. He went, uh, this one was like a one-way road with no rails straight down a mountain. Five we miles. It took 45 minutes to go. Like, didn't we see a, like a ram on the way? Well, yes. Like I think he was sliding too. <laughs> and then we finally we went because it was my birthday, and I I loved Balto, the cartoon. Still love Balto, and you know the history, all of that. So I wanted to go dog sleigh. So to go to Gunnison, Colorado, you have to dog sleigh there. But the brochure made it look like a really nice dog sleigh experience. It was kind of nice. It was cool. It was cool, but it wasn't you know fancy like the brochure kind of made it look like. <laughs> We, it was cool till we got to that little mining <laughs> town and saw the coffins lined up against the fence. That was oh, yeah. a little disturbing. <laughs> well, the bridge wasn't any fun to get there. <laughs> and they tell us they uh, the coffins were there because they couldn't bury their dead till was it July or till the ground thawed. Till the ground thawed. Yeah, lesson: don't book your <laughs> vacation on the internet. <laughs> oh man! And y'all, I think y'all y'all had some soup with some random old people while me and Matt. Uh-huh. Me and Mac like built snow fortresses. That was a good trip. Oh man! But we come to talk about just all the different ministries and stuff y'all have done. I know. Um, what was that? I think it's the author of Hebrews. He talks about the priesthood of all the believers, and then in Ephesians four or five, Paul talks a lot about just the ministry that each believer does. And I think in many ways, different stuff that y'all have done throughout the days kind of really exemplifies. Oh, that's a weird word. To um, just the heart of that. And I usually like to try and read part of the book when I'm here, just so I can push books on people. It's like books are good for people. 
but I didn't have a book with the book I wanted. I looked for it. I was like, oh, well, I'll get another book from that author. Couldn't find that book either. People, I guess people are borrowing both of them. So I just found a quote on the internet from that guy. <laughs> he says, in short, the goal of the gospel is not to get you out of hell and into heaven, but to get God out of heaven and into you, so that he may just be displayed visibly and glorified in his creation. It's not a perfect quote, because you know, he's still in heaven. But it's hard to think. It's hard to wrap your mind around the God who's everywhere. But it is. It's important to have God in you and then that displayed in different stuff we do. There's a God of action. James talks a lot about that. Which, yeah, I think we see a lot of. Um, y'all met at a camping ministry? Church camp in yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Was, uh, was that? Were you well, actually, we met before that because I was, I was uh, preached at her church. A revival at her church. Yeah, youth revival. So <laughs> back when we were youth. <laughs> a long time ago. I thought it was mom's twentieth birthday again this year or something, right? Oh, it was. It so was just, definitely just over and over. Mm-hmm. She was actually born after me. I'm very confused about that. Mm-hmm. Don't <laughs> question. <laughs> so y'all, y'all met there. Dad still does part-time evangelist work. You know, he still preaches at our church from time to time and Somerville Family Worship Center with uh, brother J.R. Martin. Shout out to my godfather. And um, so you've done that. You went to South Africa. Was that before or after the detention center? After. It was after. Yeah. Yes. Mom we was in yeah. Tallahassee. Yeah, we, we lived in Florida when we did the detention ministry. And then um, actually I got the call to go to Africa when we were down there. But it wasn't until we moved here that God provided a way for me to go. That's interesting. So. And that's where you ate monkey brains and had a line set going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are, yeah. <laughs> now, I also hear you dressed as a clown. Um, did do that, yeah, yes. How could, uh, how could one find that picture? Of mm, one couldn't. That's pretty sure I destroyed all those. <laughs> and then you both went to Peru, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So that was good. That was good. We hopefully or have Gene Pike on here and he'll talk some about that ministry. The Mission House brings food to the kids there. That's that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. One thing I found just really interesting because I haven't heard a lot of other people do it was the ministry you guys did for the detention center, and that was in Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. What what brought that on? Just your mom had wanted to see your grandmother with you, and so I went to the airport to pick her up. I had been praying, asking the Lord, you want me to come to Florida, to Tallahassee, so what am I supposed to do here? So I'm on the way, trying to find the airport. Of course, she's always a navigator, and she's not with me. So I don't know where I'm at, and I'm driving down the road, and I see this sign. It looks like a three-foot by five-foot sign. It says Leon County Juvenile Detention Center, and the Lord said, that's what I want you to do. So I went back to church. The following Sunday, and I reached out to the church and asked them if they would be willing to support uh, detention center ministry, and they were all for it. The new pastor came in, Larry Perry, and uh, he was he was really gung ho about it. We reached out and got a hold of the chaplain there, and he said, "Yes, we'll let you come in, see how you see how you do, and then we'll go from there." So. That's how it got started. It was a real miracle, though, if you think about how just all how all the little pieces fell together. Because we had just moved there, and actually, we were still members at the Church of God of Prophecy. But 
we couldn't find a church there to attend. So we were actually attending an Assemblies of God. We were not members there or anything. And then to do a detention center ministry, you had to be sponsored by a local church. So we had to ask a church we were not members of and really hadn't even been there very long if they would be willing to step out in faith and sponsor to really to them, to unknown people, to do a ministry in their church's name. So it's pretty cool. It's a really good example of the whole church coming Mm -hmm. together. Right, right, yeah. Just kind of like to throw our name out there. (laughs) Yeah. But, okay, so you started just getting the church to sponsor you. What what was that like? Was there any, like, red tape to kind of cross as a kind of... No, they were gung-ho. They were gung-ho. They were ready to go. So you know, we uh, we did a lot of praying, and we sought the Lord and asked for volunteers to go with us. I had uh, two older ladies that yeah, volunteered to go really with me that sisters. first time, and we were all nervous and scared. But that first <laughs> night, there were five young men gave their hearts to the Lord. So we were just uh, amazed, and, and that just got everybody excited. And when the church found about it, about that, the next Sunday, they were even more people were willing to help. It was a mission field that just hadn't been tapped right in our backyard. Wow. Um, you said there was five that first night. If you had to mm-hmm. guess, or maybe you know, how many the entire time you did the ministry? We did it for, what, three years? Yeah, about or four three, years. Three and or four years. And, and then probably, actually some people uh, took over after we left. So, yeah, so as far as we know, it's still going on. I would probably say four or five hundred kids that we saw. We had one uh, service. Juvenile detention center, so kids were constantly being moved in and out. So there was almost, you know, new kids there about every time you went. We had one service. This young lady gets up and they let both the boys and the girls in there. So there was what, uh, that wanted to, none of them were ever forced, but we had what, like a hundred a hundred kids in there, and this girl gets up to sing, and some boys start snickering, and I get up and I start preaching. I'm talking about you want to be brave. This girl was brave. She got up here in front of you all and sang. That's real bravery, and the Lord just moved. And out of that hundred, I think seventy or eighty of them yeah, gave their hearts to the night. Lord. And thankfully, we had a lot of people there that night to help pray because yeah. it, it was just amazing. It, the Lord just used that girl. Really, wasn't even yeah. honest, but used this girl that was willing to, you know, stand up there in front of all these really her peers or you know young men and women yeah. her age, and she was able to get up there and sing about the Lord and even through the laughter. so I remember y'all said, I don't want to say it, so I think I remember you said that even some of those kids, it wasn't even, you know, they did anything wrong, but sometimes they were just left there. Yeah, right? one, one girl, we were there, I think it was New Year's, right after New Year's, and uh, we met mm-hmm. this one young lady. She had been dropped off Christmas Eve by her dad because her, her mom got locked up, and her dad says, I don't want to raise you. And he just, takes her to the detention center, drops her off, leaves her. So the only thing she could do was go inside, and the only thing they could do was yeah. just try to get a hold of her relatives. So she had to stay there until they could get a hold of someone. To, well, it was the holidays, too, and they couldn't get a hold of anyone's social services to come get her. So, But, yeah, there was a lot of sad stories like that, though. You really see the worst of humanity. Um, 
most of the children there were just victims of their circumstance. You know, they, they stole to survive or, you know, they were forced to steal as, you know, part of, you know, don't come home unless you bring something home, that kind of thing. So they, you know, kind of trapped in this life of poverty and crime. And, and you know, the word of the Lord just was freedom to them. You know, when they heard that there was someone who loved them, who was willing to give everything for them, it, it you know, it didn't take a lot, did it? No. The tears would start flowing, and they saw that as something that could change their life. Yeah. I imagine that situation, you're not thinking, who's from Church of God of Prophecy or Assemblies or anything? You're um, just thinking, reach these kids. Just yeah. Their heart, it's the harvest. God's heart. It's the harvest, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And I, not to get whatever. I, know, I, I like stories. I think people like stories. Don't tell the story. There was one guy who was like the big bad kid. Uh-huh. He said, finally got to make him smile. <laughs> Mom played these crazy games, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that, what was that one? Yeah, we, um, well, the Lord had impressed on us that, you know, these were children. They didn't act like children because they'd been hardened by life and the things that they'd been through. So, um, you know, we were always kind of touched by the fact that that these kids, their childhood had been robbed from them, really. Um, and so we planned uh, Christfest. Yep. That's what we called it. Um, just a day of fun. And it was really, we had to get special permission from the detention center to do right. that. We were the only group they ever let do that. Yeah. Up to that point. They were very um, cautious about letting groups in because they said so many groups will start something and then they desert the children and let them down. And the guy there told us once, he said, we've had so many churches let these kids down that we're scared to let people in. Um, but at that point, yeah, he's like, he's like, no, you guys are the real deal. He said, you guys want to do it? Let's do it. And so we planned, we had pizza and games. Yeah. and CC Pizza, they, they donated, <laughs> I think they donated like 40 CC's. or 60 pizzas for that, like that. for that event. Yeah. If someone's willing to buy them, I'm willing to try to eat. but yeah it all came you know and then plus we had um well previous to to plan the event um the chi alpha ministry at florida state had hooked in with us and a lot of the young men and women from there were coming to the detention center with us they led the worship they brought their instruments and they were a huge part of the Mm -hmm. ministry by that point and so they came, you know, and set up and played music. Oh, and, yeah, it was it was an awesome day. But mm-hmm. to get to see those kids be kids um, and hear the laughter, which is not something we heard there, um, was just truly a gift from God. Yeah, so we started off the day with, with games. And your mom wanted to make sure there were some unique games. <laughs> like, I played basketball with the guys, but your mom came up with some unique games well, you can think when they all rotated the years of youth through. Camp for that. <laughs> so well, describe the a, game. What's a good unique game? Well, what was this? So, was the game that started this? Guy? Well, we wanted some, you know fun little games that anybody could play, and that you know wouldn't just be like the athletic kids. So we had this one game. It was I forget what I called it. Like mixed up. Baseball. <laughs> mixed up baseball or something 
but they had to hit a ball. I think it was a plastic bat and ball. They had to hit the ball. With a noodle, They had to it? run. They had to hit a... Uh, with a noodle. That's what it uh, was. They had to run a backwards. A with a noodle. They had to run backwards to first base. And then they had to get a water balloon, put it between their knees, and run to second base without dropping it. And then something else to third base. <laughs> anyway, it was just this wacky game. And um, this one kid, you know, there's always one kid that all the other kids kind of look up to, you know, the tough guy on the prison yard kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, he was hard. He was probably, what, 16, He was probably 17? the hardest we've ever seen. When he got he up, the rest kid. of them got like, quiet. They would move out of his way. Yeah, they he, they were scared. I was, I was a little intimidated by him. I won't lie. He was a tough-looking kid, but... He um, was playing the game. I was a little nervous about him playing anyway, but, you know. Never smiled, ever. The ever. whole time we had been coming up to that point. Right. Never and smiled. And so he, he gets to. He'd probably uh, been there like six months, and he we'd never seen him smile. No, no. Very angry young man. A lot of anger. But he um, gets to second base, you know, and he puts a water balloon, and he's he's running. And the water balloon bursts, wets the whole front of his pants. And it, the whole field just whoosh, goes quiet. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I hope, hope you're here. <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen. And everybody looked at him like to see what his reaction would be. And he just started laughing. And and it was just the kids just then all, of course they just all started laughing. It became they and they were allowed to be. God gave them the gift of childhood at that moment again for the first time for someone for a very long time. Yeah, it was it was beautiful to see. Now, for people who don't know, because I know you mentioned Chi Alpha earlier, that's the college ministry Simply of God does. Right. So, mm-hmm. just just kind of paint the picture. Y'all are going into this detention center. It's almost, or I guess it is just the prison for kids. Mm-hmm. And you're going in there with pizza, games, a bunch of college kids playing music. Yep. And just <laughs> lighting the place up. It was it was a wonderful. We did it every year that we were there. We had a sign made that. up. It, it was a yeah. They had Christ a banner. Fest. Yeah, Christ mm-hmm. Fest. And they let you do it because y'all they knew y'all kept coming. So it was kind of a consistency thing. Well, we, we also had this older lady. She came, and she would make... She didn't like being there. She was very nervous. So she decided on her own that any time there was a holiday or anything, she was going to make special candy, I don't know, baskets or something. She I don't made know all what kinds it was. of things for the but kids. But she was yeah. going to give them candy, and she was going to make it for she however many kids was there. Every Easter, Christmas... And so he saw us bring these things in. You know, they had checked them and all. I mean, it, it was amazing. But it was things like that where the church, they were looking for ways. How can we get part of this ministry? How can we bless this ministry? How can we touch those kids? And, I mean, that, that it was, those it was, things. It was yeah. God's work. I mean, yeah. you could, like, just the way all the pieces came together and all the people that, that had a part in that ministry and, and even like with the Chi Alpha kids, two of the ones that were helping us, they end up falling in love. They get married. Is that Jason? Yeah, mm-hmm. Jason ah. and Leah. They actually so cool. take over the ministry after we, when we find out we're moving. 
Um, so it was just, it was just a beautiful thing. Jason's the one who taught himself guitar just to do worship, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And They're good people. So consistency, and then also the whole, it sounds like the whole body of the church working together, mm-hmm. just like what we see in, mm-hmm. is that first Corinthians he talks about the body? Mm-hmm. Well, it's faithfulness, you know, here, it was sad when we first went here in the detention center, say that churches would come and then they would let these kids down. I mean, you got to think these kids were let down by everyone they knew. Their parents had let them down. Society had let them down, you know, and then here was the church making all these promises and then they let them down. So one thing we said when we started is like, we're not going to let these kids down. And we never asked them what they did. There was always a ground rule. We're not there to judge. We're not there. That's already happened to them. We're there to love. And that's what we came to do. So, and they could see that. They could see that. They could sense that. They could, one of the Chi Alpha guys, we had one of the Christ Fest. He sits down beside a kid, starts eating off his plate like they've been (laughs) friends for life. And they just love this guy. But that's the way those Kayafa guys were. They didn't, there was no judgment. There was just, hey, you're my new best friend. (laughs) Well, and then we saw, too, the Lord building disciples out of some of the kids that were there long term. Um, Remember the Mm, one boy? They got saved like right at the beginning. He was then um, witnessing to kids inside there. And kids were getting saved through him. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, that's it was really kind of cool. cool. There, We saw God making disciples, disciples making inside disciples. there. Mm-hmm. We, we had people at church, and that's it happened nice. to us as well. They would go things, you know, like a restaurant or a grocery store, and one of those kids would be there. And they would see them and come up to them. You came and bought me pizza. And, you, and hug them. You can, we were at a... Uh, what was it, Golden Corral? And we had like two or three come up to us and say, <laughs> yeah. oh, that was the best pizza I ever had. <laughs> well, the one girl told us she got arrested on yeah. the way to go oh, get pizza that's... one night. <laughs> so she said, I've been wanting pizza ever since I've been in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was funny. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's easy to sit back so, sometimes and judge, but you know, when you, when you got in there and got to know them, they were just kids, just kids that had been dealt, you know, a rough hand and, and they needed to hear a story of hope. That's good. I know the first episode of this podcast, I was with Pastor Gary and one thing we talked about, you know, I never talked about uniting the church, something he said is. We all just try to get closer to Jesus. And when we do that, we just kind of find ourselves already united. Ephesians 4 says maintaining mm-hmm. the unity, not finding it. You already have the unity. You just have to maintain it. And, uh, I think when we look at Jesus and being like Jesus, Jesus' heart very much was with kids, right? Mm-hmm. So, what, what's the one where the disciples were trying to show the kids a way to know where that was? That's in the Gospels, but uh, yeah, he, he suffered not the children. Let them come. Let them come. I think about, it reminds me of the wise men. You know, if we are all truly seeking him, we're going to end up at the same place. We'll all end up at Bethlehem. So I think that's where you get unity is everyone earnestly seeking him. Wow. That's just, it's really good stuff. How was, um, 
Was it difficult to leave when you were a part of that ministry for so long? Oh, yeah, it's very sad yeah. to leave. But it was comfortable in the fact that Jason and Leah were going to be there. Carry and on. they loved the ministry. Right. They loved reaching those kids. They never missed a Christ fest. They were always, always there, always wanting to help. Mm-hmm. And, it, and he would come and he was, Jason would speak sometimes to the boys. I think Leah did to mm-hmm. the girls. And, and they just wanted to keep it going. They volunteered to keep it going. We didn't have to ask. They they knew we were moving, and they volunteered. We want to keep this going. Now, I took Christian, well, y'all, y'all know this, but for people listening who might not know, I took Christian leadership at Charleston Southern University. I know uh, something. Dr. Keith Sharp is one of my mentors. He, he really kind of liked his own in on and teach. It was uh, Jesus. He knew who was taking over the ministry before he went away. He led them, discipled them. And I think that's a very biblical idea is that before you leave a ministry, you know, you've, you've already discipled, you you know who's taking over. So it's not a big, I think, yeah, that seems yeah. a really, really good way that that went down. I mean, it's exactly mm-hmm. how it should. Mm-hmm. All right, so if someone is listening and they're thinking, man, I, I want to do that, you know, maybe they've heard from God, they were praying when they heard it, or maybe it's just sort of a David and Goliath thing. They saw the giant of, man, there's kids in these detention centers, I should do something. How, how would they do that? What's the first step someone well, to start a ministry like that? Most places like that have a chaplain, and that's who I reached out to when I when I called. I I spoke to, with a guy, and he, he put me a hold of the chaplain, and uh, so after speaking with him, uh, you know, he he has some things that you have to fill out. Everybody has to be fingerprinted before they can go in. So, and there's certain rules that they have, and they go over them with you. But uh, that would be the the first thing. That's what we did was we reached out to the chaplain, and you know, how can we bring a church group in here? What what is it we could do to get a ministry started? And that's when he was telling, as she said earlier, that you need to be sponsored by a church. So, because they want somebody that's going to be consistent and going to come back. So. That would be, but the main thing is to make sure it's a God calling, because uh, like we stated several times, these kids, if they get disappointed again, it just turns them off. Yeah, they don't need one more person letting them down. They've had enough of that. So if you're gonna do it, make sure that you're a hundred percent in. Committed. Mm-hmm. Consistent. Yep. Persistent and something else that rhymes with that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how you do it, right? <laughs> Three things that rhyme: consistent, persistent. Something else that rhymes. Um, that's funny. But they, um, <laughs> okay, so that's how they go and they reach out to the chaplain and that. And um, let's, let's say people start doing it. <coughs> more churches reach out to this. So you said it was kind of an untapped mission field. And more and more churches reach out. What, what do you think we could see? Like, what could we hope for as people did that, that we would see a difference? Well, I mean, you're definitely going to see a difference if if young people give their lives to God. And then, you know, like the young man that we saw, he started witnessing to others, you know, and, um, you know, to show that the Lord was in the work. um, The governor sent us a letter Uh thanking us for the ministry, saying what a difference it had made in the detention center and in the... the, um, juvenile system and he he stated in the letter he wished more churches would step and do something like that because it 
had the greatest impact on the kids. Yeah. And they're looking for hope, and we have the only true hope. So, kids are the future. You're in education now, and I hope to have other people in the education field on one day. <laughs> Maybe I could talk to Stephen Bucket. Shout out to Stephen Bucket. There you go. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, so we reach the kid, we reach our future, we affect the communities around us, and just be a light. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Right, thank you guys for joining us. Um, before we end, do y'all have any just good, embarrassing stories of me as a kid that you could <laughs> safely say publicly? So I know someone out there is just waiting on me. You really want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shy. <laughs> Oh, maybe stir away from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> oh, come on! Now. Everybody's gonna know that that you have a secret desire to be a mermaid. <laughs> no, no. So, oh, what were we? We were watching Shark Week or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you said, "What was it?" He said, "It was at the." He said, "Oh, that makes you not want to be a mermaid." <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, "We didn't know you didn't want to be a mermaid." Josh. Now, both of y'all, girlfriend, everybody, anytime you see something, I get pictures of mermaids. I get toys for Christmas of mermaids. Right. I think I packed one in your boxes for college, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That was Ariel, though. That's different. No, any, okay. any Disney-related <laughs> gift is acceptable. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. This is your host Joshua speaking. You can uh, follow us at pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please like us, comment, share. So the more you guys comment, the more other people are able to see the podcast, and we can get the word out about seeing the whole church whole again, just like what our mission says to do. Again, uh, you can also follow us at patreon.com at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. You can follow us for as low as $3 a month and get extra content, bloopers from podcasts just like this one, and more just stories and stuff that I'll be sharing on there as well. And you'll be helping support this ministry as we can reach out and try to see the whole church whole again. Thank you all again for listening. Each and every one of you is considered part of our team, the Team Zao, if you will. So please visit the website, teamzao.net, and we'll see you again next week. Oh! One more thing, I forgot to mention this in the podcast, but before we go, I want to let everybody know Francis Chan will be in the last episode of the season of this podcast, season one. He just uh, isn't aware of it yet. I want to make sure we say that every single podcast. Thanks for listening.